shit. You're here. <laughs> you look so pretty. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, kiddos. This is your girl J-O-E back with another episode of Shit Under My Nails. It is the month of October. So guess what? It's Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem Month, where we sit up here and we get into the minds of many different criminals on the day-to-day basis. On each episode, we'll sit up here and talk about a new criminal, what they did, where they from, and what happened, because we want to know. We want to still get that spooky, ooky, ooky feel. So I'm super duper excited. And we're coming back to back with these episodes. We are in season four and we're trying to keep it strong because of you guys. And I greatly appreciate it. Today's episode, we're going to talk about a young lady by the name of Julia Tofana. mother um, passed away because her mother killed her husband which was Julia's dad Francis and she killed him by poisonous now the reason why I'm making this a light of the story is because of the simple fact Miss Julia she killed these 600 people by poisonous whip um, there were rumored to be that Julia's mother passed down this recipe of poison so that, you know, she could continue the work. Um, basically, eventually, she got into the business. Now, back then, Julia was a beautiful woman, which is kind of hard because we can't find any 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 uh photos of her or paintings any paintings that were of her um were destroyed because of you know everything that happened um basically they said that julia was a beautiful woman so back then she worked into the beauty industry now a while back It was said that because she worked in the beauty industry, you know, she sold to a lot of different people. And she seen things that she didn't approve of. Um, She didn't approve of a lot of different things um, for the woman. Um, Women in the 17th century um, were auctioned off like objects to loveless and often abusive marriages and these women 
basically they had no financial social power (laughs) and they really only had three options at their disposal which was to get married or to stay single and rely on a sex worker or um, become a respectable and well-off widow so you only had three options divorce was not one of them Um, Julia felt like she had to take it into her own hands and she started hanging around these apothecaries now back then apothecary was basically your local cvs except for they would physically mix up these potions and lotions to make you feel better it was for the better health in you um she would also use these apothecaries to also help her create some of her um beauty um beauty powders and things of that nature now back then they were into some really weird shit because of the simple fact that they would use um belladonna berry to basically dilate their pupils because back then that was considered very attractive and luminous and they would also use lead and um arsenic to lighten the skin because it was more attractive back then now and the reason why i'm highlighting these things is because i want you guys to know julia was known as a friend to the troubled wife the reason why she was a friend to the troubled wife julia made a potion which was considered poisonous and basically julia would basically make this potion which consisted of the three things that i listed arsenic lead and belladonna now they now they're saying belladonna juice is something good for the health and wealth of people but back then nobody knew how to properly use it but they did know for a fact that if it was consumed it was something that was deadly along with arsenic and lead um basically julia who is at this point julia is like your best friend she was best friends with the working class women and the lower class women because she felt that she needed to give these women another option um Julia basically created this powder to make sure that these women who had all these problems getting beat and not having love in their marriage and could not take it. She created this powder specifically for them because she watched her mother go through the same thing. Her mother poisoned her father and that is the story of that. Um, What she did was... um, she got cool with a pastor of a church who had a brother who was an apothecary and this apothecary brother who they don't list um basically would give her arsenic in bulk that was basically the sabami um and that would lead up to one of the craziest 
situations that happened back in the day. So the bulk of arsenic that she got from this apothecary who was the brother of the pastor to the church um she would use that to make her own odorless tasteless poison called every time i say that i have literally i want to say i tried to record this episode a thousand and one times and every time i say I have to whisper it because it sounds like a really super duper disgusting. <laughs> it's like a weird ass commercial. It's weird, but it is what it is. So, today we're going to talk about Aqua Tofana. It's located on your local shelves. <laughs> Back then, I mean, if you can go to the market, you definitely would be able to find Aqua Tofana. It was made by a young lady named Julia Tofana. Um, Back then, there weren't any major things, but we're going to tell you what's going on with Miss Julia. For someone whose crimes were so expensive and whose track record in dealing with death to so many was long, it was surprising that the historical record is silent about Miss Julia Tavana. Um, She was known as the most prolific serial killer ever. And she was a woman who sold poison and killed about 600 men. I say 600 plus because her track record of killing uh when it spanned of over 50 years so let's get into miss julia coming down julia tofana sounds really weird but hey um little is known about her uh childhood but her upbringing and her youth was about much that we can really find on her life the well, world that i could really find on her life um julia was said to be uh exceptionally beautiful and she was just like her mother uh Dofania Almandro. i'm probably saying it wrong but you know i'm trying my hardest italian is not my thing but i thought it was interesting so i wanted to give it to you guys now but there are no none uh survival portraits of her or anything like that but there's just mythical stories so um what is known of tofania she was basically born and she grew up in sicily her mother was an apothecary who made and sold perfume and cosmetics and herbal medicines and other concoctions which executed which her mother was executed July the 12th of 1633. Um, after she was convicted of murdering her husband, Francis, it was known, it was unknown whether um, her husband was poisoned, but odds are that he had been. Tofania uh, took, took after her mother in more ways than one, including a mastery of apothecaries, um, in which she would exhibit an interesting 
interest uh, since her early age. So she's kind of already been interested in mixing and making her own potions since she was a young person. Um, so Fania is credited with having the invention of the infamous poison that bore her by the name Aquatavania. I've literally, every time I say Aquatavania, it is so funny. No, it's not funny. It was a poison. No, not good. All right. So let's talk about this Aquatofania. Now, Aquatofania was made out of three different ingredients, which was arsenic, lead, and belladonna berry juice. Now, these three things together were her odorless, tasteless poison. But they were used, two of them were used together for a facial powder back then. It was like, hmm, I want to lighten my skin. I need to use arsenic and lead. And the belladonna juice, they would drop like one or two drops in each eye to make your pupils super duper big because that was considered very attractive and luminous to people. Now, if any of these things were consumed, of course, it was a death situation. But I mean, who knew? Oh, I know. Julia that's who knew so either way Julia basically perfected this toxin and began to sell it discreetly under the covers of cosmetic um she basically sold it in a small vial um which was known as man of Saint Nicholas of Barrow and basically she wanted to make sure that this was a seamless situation where it was on the counter and nightstands and shelves of just women period because some women she felt like were in bad situations now back in the day it was said that women only had three options which was be a widow marry into a loveless abusive relationship or you would die from childbirth so they really didn't have options back then and of course divorce definitely wasn't an option um so julia felt like she wanted to be the friend of the troubled wife because of this she concocted the aquatafania and she made sure that everything was pre-planned step by step um what she did was she would go to her little selling stand at the market where she sold cosmetics and some people would ask for aquatafania now Julia was a young widow um, when she first began peddling her poison and it was possible that she tested the perfect recipe for aquasophania on her own husband. She did have a daughter, um, which is Sparella. That was her last name. Can't really say her first name. Don't judge me. This is Italy, okay? They had some very interesting names. Um Basically, Spella followed in her mother's footsteps and joined what became the family business um, of basically selling poison. Hey, you don't need a job. Come work for me. You're my child. You should. Um, basically, mother and daughter, they kept it low key for decades as they moved through Italy. First, it was in Palamello. Per- 
I'm probably saying that wrong. Don't judge me. And then they eventually moved it to Naples and eventually from Naples to Rome. So they kind of sort of moved around, but that is how they gained a lot of their clientele because of moving around so much. Most of Tafania's customers were women who were seeking widowhood, but not all. She also sold Aqua Tafana to men and women who saw that it wasn't no means to basically settle a dispute and eliminate businesses and romantic rivals or paying those who had given them offenses. More over more most of all, she would just definitely give it to the, the wives um, who turned to Telfania to help in murdering their husbands um, so they could escape the marital abuse. Some were motivated by simple greed and wanted to come into the inheritance. Indeed, she often was so often poison uh, was used in Italy, Italy um, back then to speed up the inheritance and basically Tofania, which nickname inherit poison. Now, like I said, um, the main ingredients for Tofania's poison, Aqua Tofania, also known as the Belladonna, which is known as a deadly nightshade, um, combined with arsenic and lead. However, while the chef components are known, the manner in which they were blended has been lost in history. Like how much lead did she use, how much arsenic she used, and how much of the belladonna berry juice was used. Uh, that was what it was put into a journal that she kept, which was burned at the stake. Um, basically, what what is known is that the final product was colorless, odorless, tasteless liquid, um, which almost impossible to detect when you add water or wine. Only a few drops were needed, broken uh, into a few doses to do in a victim. Um, basically, aquatophania was a slow acting and it basically produced symptoms of a common cold, the first one to two doses. Of course, the wife would be concerned and she would put on this front as if, hey, I'm so, my husband, something's wrong with him. The doctor would of course give them some type of medicine. Hey, take all of this, this will make you feel better. The wife would then give him soup and or wine or water and it would be a second or third dose. By the fourth dose, there would be a death. Now, Julia made sure that she covered her ass in all types of ways because she wanted to make sure that she was not getting caught. This is how her operation basically ran. Her operation ran like this. She would go to the market to sell her regular cosmetics and a well, Aquatafania. And basically what she would do is Let's just say your name is Julia. Hi, Julia. How are you? Hey, uh, I'm looking for some uh, aqua tafania. Julia would basically be like, hey, um, who sent you over here to buy this? Oh, um, Terry. Terry, Terry, she sent it to me. 
she she told me to come up here and get this so she would go and check with terry and terry would be like yeah she in an abusive situation she got her ass beat two days ago and she really needs to leave this guy so once she would do that she would give the woman the odorless clearless vial and she basically told her be concerned the first two um sessions that you do you only need one or two drops the first two sessions he will get some type of common cold called the doctor seemed very concerned anxious you know like you really care the third vial after the doctor gives the medicine of course he's going to take the medicine the medicine is not going to make him better by the third one um he's going to basically still have something of the common cold the fourth dosage that you give him he will be dead please make sure that you seem very concerned and let them know that you want an autopsy now back then it wasn't called an autopsy but i can't remember what they called it back then just to make sure that number one you don't look suspicious number two we want to make sure that you're the concerned wife and not looking for something in return that's how she would coach them to make sure that they would do exactly what you know they were supposed to do because that's how it's supposed to be um basically um she also began to on this vial of poison she would put you know one to two drops a day um will make you feel illuminous or whatever the case may be because what she did was she made sure that she covered her ass and that she did a background check on each and every woman who she sold the vial to because she wanted to make sure there wasn't nobody gonna fuck up what was going on now the downfall and this is <laughs> it's always one week bitch this fucking some shit up it's always always so this is how it happened um basically Tofana first she was working solo and it came crashing down however it happened because her new client got cold feet and this new lady who she sold the vial to reported that she put aqua tofania and she put it in her husband's suit. But then at the last minute, she basically, she changed her mind. She didn't want to kill her husband, even though he was beating the shit out of her. She changed her mind. She didn't want to kill her husband. So she stopped her husband from sipping the soup. And of course, the husband had like suspicion of like, why do you want me to not eat this soup? Um, And had... Her, the husband of this weak link the husband uh forced his repent wife to basically he forced her down beat her beat the shit out of her and told her bitch you need to tell me the truth of what the fuck is going on the wife basically told him like hey i tried to poison you with this aquatophonia um by this bitch named julia who sold it to me the husband takes her down to authority and she told she told the authorities everything. So basically the cat was out the bag. Okay, Tafania was going down. Now, because she had some loyal customers, Julia was already tipped off that this bitch was a snitch. 
okay that told everything so what ended up happening is julia had already fleed she flees to a church that she was cool with because a long time ago her mother would um like i said her mother was an apothecary so her mother um was cool with the church who she would get bulk of majority of her products from uh the pastor's brother she ended up hiding there um for sanctuary for a long time and what ended up happening is basically they found what church that she was basically hiding in for a couple of months or whatever the rumor has spread it through rome that she had poisoned the city's water um so a mob stormed the church and seized her and they told the church people like if you don't give her up we're gonna burn this fucking place down and of course the church was just like no you got to go julia we love you but you got to go um so basically um she was handed over to the authorities and she was tortured and she was done like this until she basically confessed to poisoning over 600 men between the years of 1633 and 1651 um in july of 1659 julia and her daughter and three employees were executed in the rome square um basically then after they killed her beheaded her and uh, made sure that she was dead and not alive um the church that she decided to hide and they threw her corpse into the church um that had offered her sanctuary uh basically a place to hide as a you got me fucked up and don't do it again some of her clients were in the same predicament where they basically got beheaded tortured and things of that nature and others served uh you know they got beheaded stoned um others served time in prison and others who were well connected basically uh, they got away now it was said that uh the possible number of telfania's victims were uh extravagant and she was tortured during the investigation after all the people um can say the darnest things under torture to make it stop indeed considering that much evidence against her was considered uh the com- considered from the confession was extracted under torture it is possible that julia could have been completely innocent um she might as well have simply been a woman dabbing in cosmetics at the time when they were doing like a witch hunt in europe uh women doing anything unusual or anything out of the ordinary were considered suspects of which so it was like a witch hunt now the legacy of julia tafana and her poison survived long after death in 1791 the composer mozart uh felt seriously ill um he became convinced that he had been poisoned as he put it quote I will not last much longer. I am sure I have been poisoned. I cannot rid myself of this idea. Someone has given me aquatavania and calculated a time of death, end quote. 
Mozart was almost certainly mistaken, and historians believe he just he died from like a fever or like syphilis or like maybe uncooked pork or some weird ass shit. His paranoia was shared uh, by many who took uh, ill in those days, and it was basically a poor medical diagnosis was uh, put all on Tofania and her death. Now, this story was like, mm, this is a little up and down. It makes me a little concerned about what's in my beauty products at this moment. Not that I use much, but <sighs> Julia, um, Julia was a interesting lady. <laughs> this story time was not as widely and goodly constructed as um, the first episode because the first episode actually has some type of background. Um, Julia doesn't really have much. They kind of burnt, burnt when she burnt, everything else about her burnt. Um, so as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to message me, you want to get at me, you want to tell me that, hey, you should do this person for the next episode, I don't mind. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So guess what you should do? You should go to anchor.com and listen to the most recent and up-to-date episodes as well as iHeartRadio. You can listen to me there. Um, go to my Instagram, Dirty Joe. So it's D-U-R-R-T-Y. Nope. I'm sorry. Let me stop lying. It is. Go to my Instagram, D-U-R-T-T-Y underscore J-O-E. I greatly appreciate you and love you with all my heart. And as always, it's going to be a beautiful day on the south side of GA. And I appreciate you. I got to go pay some bills, though.